Hi, this is James Johnson, a.k.a. Plural, from Columbus, Ohio, with Metroplex and UKR, and you're listening to the Decisive Podcast Special with your host, Roberto Q. Ingram. All right, hello, everybody. Decisive Podcast Series, we're back again. All you music lovers, uh, global, it's Wednesday, December the 12th. I'm back with another exciting interview and live recording. Yes, not often do we get live recordings, mostly DJ mixes. Uh, From my guest here today, Mr. James Johnson, also known as Plural, from Columbus, Ohio. Brother, welcome to the program, finally. Yeah, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited about this. It's been a long time in coming, man. I've been trying to do this with you for a long time. It seems like it just never came. And it's it's truly a blessing to have a fellow Ohioan. I don't think, yeah, yeah, I don't (laughs) think you know this or not, but I'm also uh, from Ohio, but Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, really? Nice. Okay. Yeah, I was born there and then moved to California when I was 12. Mm-hmm. When did yeah, you get like, into electronic music? Man, you know, when I was in high school, I listened to a lot of industrial music. I was very much into uh, Front 242, um, Ministry, Skinny Puppy, you know. Wow. Yeah, I was into a lot of that stuff. But what even school like, was I that? Because I went. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, I went to like uh, Montgomery County JVS. I lived in Dayton. Okay. For, ah. You know, and before I moved to Columbus, um, and uh, yeah, I went to a joint vocational school, and, you know, okay. and I was very much into the punk rock thing, and I liked industrial music, and I listened to all kind of stuff, you know, hip hop, you know, just there was a lot of influence, or even metal, just a lot of like heavy stuff. I mean, as, you, as if you couldn't tell, man, I'm, I'm <laughs> my music's pretty hard. <laughs> it's like, it's all about 140, 145 BPMs. It's all like the high. Due to the many videos I've seen um, of you uh, raging with your machines, <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, only imagine the music has been an integral um, and has been integral to your family and into your life and your family. And you were probably raised uh, with music in your upbringing, or? Yeah, yeah. Grew up with uh, a lot of uh, jazz and, you know, like soul music and. R&B, <laughs> a lot of hip hop. You know, it's funny. It's like when I really wanted to be a DJ, like when uh, all the the '80s hip hop. Because <laughs> I used to listen to. I I probably seen so many uh, artists live. You wouldn't believe, man. <laughs> like my my uncle used to take me to like all the hip hop shows, you know, like Slick Rick, LL Cool J. Oh wow! Oh, I got to see all that stuff in the '80s. In his cool. prime. In his yeah. prime. Yeah, it was good stuff. Was it a big, big scene for uh, hip hop? Yeah, you know, it this was. is Columbus like, or Dayton? No, this is actually Louisville, Kentucky. That's where Louisville, I'm actually okay, Kentucky. from. Yeah. So, really born and raised originally in Louisville, Kentucky. Yep. Okay, right over, right over the bridge from Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I ended up moving to Dayton uh, when I was like 14 years old. Because my dad, you know, I wanted to live with my dad. And, uh, yeah, I just ended up in Dayton for a while, and it was weird. Like probably when I was like eighteen, I got into like the rave scene. It was weird, like going to see like see all this like techno, all this electronic music. You got I, into a rave scene in Louisville, Kentucky. Actually, in Dayton, Ohio. In, in Dayton, and what? When was? What year was this? Man, I didn't know probably. that. I, to be honest, I didn't know it exists in yeah. in Dayton, yeah, in Ohio. Yeah. When I yeah. left, it had not existed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just, it was around, it was weird. And I, I kept seeing all this, you know, like techno. And it was funny, because I used to go to hardcore shows and these guys decided they were gonna do some little party afterwards. And I was like, what's this? And they had DJs and turntables. And I was like, oh, I'll hang out and listen to this. You know, and I was like, oh, cool. So there's, there's more of this that happens. So you know, I started going to like graves and stuff. And, I saw, you know, it was funny. The first time I really paid attention to like what DJs were doing and like drumming, I it was like drum and bass really kind of, I kind of got gravitated more towards that. And I started hearing a lot more and I saw the Tantan Duvante playing a drum and bass set. And I was like, 
That's right. Man. That's, That's right. how it's done. You know, he's, he's very ta- he's very talented. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually, and uh, you know, it's funny. Like when I got into techno, I saw Claude Young play in Dayton, and uh, <laughs> and that must have been now nah, that must have been an eye opener for sure because it, he was pretty was. much he was pretty much at his prime at that time, wasn't he? Yeah, man, it was it was amazing. He was just doing stuff. I was like, man, he's playing this like hip hop style. And I was like, man, techno. And at this time, it was three turntables. And he was like rocking. He was playing, uh, and this is a track. One of the tracks that really got me into techno. He was playing "Losing Control," Dan Bell. Okay, I'm losing was, control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doubles up. Like man, that's, I want to be a DJ. <laughs> that's amazing. Did you? Uh, were these parties in factories and garages, or where were they? Like, you know, it's funny. I saw Claude Young in the YMCA. Just like, like wow. This, they booked the boys club or something like that. boys and girls club and uh, yeah I went and went to it and it was it was amazing it kind of you know set me in my path right there to start doing this electronic music thing so you would say Claude Young was one of your yeah definitely inspirations yeah definitely to him and Dante were my inspirations for starting this whole thing you know Devante is still relevant to this day as well, isn't he? Oh, yeah. It's my homie. <laughs> oh, yeah? You guys yeah. still close? Yeah. Uh-huh. Or I noticed, well, when did you start after D, when did you, you started DJing this, what, what year was this? Man, you know what's funny? I got my, I got my first record <laughs> from a guy that owned a club called Stigmata in Dayton. And that was, and that was when I turned 21. He gave me my first record. I still have this record. It's a DJ Crush record. Uh, Drum and bass. And it was really good. It's like really good hip hop, you know, trip hop stuff. It was nice. I actually started playing stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, trying to learn how to DJ because he had turntables in the shop. DJ and Crush everything. is the cat from Japan, right? And yeah, okay, yeah. Right. Okay. And he made like, you know, you know, it's hip hop. So I was down. <laughs> so I started trying to play it, man. You just see me like trying to play these like tracks though, man. I was terrible. I was trying to mix like everything together. <laughs> mix. I could mix nothing, man. I, and then one day I mixed by accident and I was like, oh, that's how it's supposed to be done. Took a so, while, huh? And so, yeah. you, so that means you had gotten this record. That means you had to go, next step was to buy turntables and mixer. And Man, I started out on some Gemini, like BD or something they were like belt driven they were terrible <laughs> <laughs> I had to like play on like Gemini's and they were like then they had that steel fighter hey, one hey man belt, belt driven at his time was like yeah, yeah you, you weren't complaining you weren't complaining till the uh, till the disc drives came out right I mean till the, uh, the direct yep. drives came out right <laughs> 1200 man that was like the goal I finally ended up with a pair and that was uh, man that was in the 90s actually a lot of my friends, we actually got uh, a crew together called Just Us, and we started throwing parties. So we actually threw a lot of parties. Just uh, Us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah there was there was a few different uh, like uh, production groups around that time, and they were throwing amazing parties. With you and leave the lineups. Were you? I guess you weren't making music before you started. DJing, right? No, no, not at all. I was just DJing. I ended up being like a pretty big drum and bass DJ for a while from the nineties. I'm I'm back into it. My next set on my radio show is gonna be drum and bass. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there. You know, it's very amazing to hear um, that you have been influenced by this style of music because I haven't, I didn't experience until I went to California and I was uh, really inspired by music from Europe. I also got introduced to uh, drum and bass and it, and I started collecting drum and bass as well. And it's very um, amazing that they used the, the hip hop thing, the drum and bass thing, and now you're strictly techno, or? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I do whatever I like, I guess. <laughs> so, what do you yeah. consider what do you consider your your best trait i don't know uh i like everything i mean i i make techno i mean i'm 
people like my techno, I guess. You know, it's funny, I never, I never really was making techno for anybody else but myself. <laughs> you know? Okay. And it, it was just amazed me that people like what I do. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> and when did you notice they like what you do? Actually, I made a MySpace page, and I was just like, you know what? You know, <laughs> MySpace. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna post up a track. I don't know. I'll post up some stuff. Like, I'm just gonna do some stuff because I think, you know, maybe maybe someone might like it. You know, besides myself, and I just made it how I thought it should be made. You know, so which I don't know. I guess that become my style. You know, because I was always trying to do like more like the minimal style. You know, like Robert Hood, like the real minimal stuff. Mm-hmm. He was like a big influence on me too, musically. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of turned into my my. Have my own style now. <laughs> yeah, it's involved. What musical instrument did you f- make your first track on? Oh man, I had Atari. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny. I, I after playing like a lot of gigs and stuff, I take I would take all my money and I bought some gear. I bought a heck is that thing? A Roland SP eight hundred eight, and I bought like a drum machine, like a Boss DR five, and. About some chord like synthesizer. How did you know? How did you know which machines you needed to get? And how did you know? (laughs) You know what I mean? I was like, you know what? That the Roland was a sampler, and I was like, all right, that looks kind of cool. And I got one. Actually, bought it. You bought it because it looked cool. Yeah. You didn't know what brand you were looking for. Who? who I mean, I saw. I saw an ad for it and I was like, that looks cool. You know, it's a sampler, I'll try it. You know, so I bought it. I bought that in Detroit. That was what was funny. I bought that in like, I was, I played a show in Detroit and then I went to Guitar Center like after I got paid and I went and bought it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, and then I ended up uh, getting rid of all my gear and I traded for it in Sonic ASR 10. And, uh, I liked that thing. The sequencer was really kind of weird. Kind of tricky. I didn't really like it that much. But, um, and then I sold that, and I got I got into like software. I picked up Free Loops, and then I started making all this crazy stuff with Free Loops. With Fruity Loops, okay. Yeah. What year was the Fruity Loop uh, <laughs> venture? And just probably like ninety-eight, ninety-nine. 2000 I just I can't even remember like you know the dates and stuff so, so that means your first techno record was somewhere around mid 90s it's funny you know who uh first people that picked up that wanted me to do something for him was a uh, various artist thing for 616 okay Miles Miles Sir Clark and uh, Brian Creek M- uh, Miles Miles Surge. yeah okay alright alright and yeah, Kevin yeah. okay yeah and uh, it's funny, like me and Kevin, I've known Kevin Kennedy forever, but you know, he was like a big influence because we used to book him for parties when he was when he was powerhouse. And he used to do all like a lot of live stuff, you know, back then. He's been on the show a few times. Yeah, that's my homie. Um, but yeah, 616 actually picked up a track of mine uh, for a various artist thing and then another group out of uh, California, the Dubox. I did a track for them on a various artist thing. And then I just started, you know, kept making, kept making things and uh, ended up on some, some other stuff. Uh, some guy and uh, a guy, uh, Paul Morgan from uh, Separate Skills Records in uh, Germany, actually pressed my first vinyl, uh, In Darkness, I think that was the name of the record. So <laughs> and it was like, it was really weird stuff. You know, I did some tracks. It's probably the weirdest stuff I've ever done. But it was funny because I made those tracks originally. They were like dub techno tracks. They were like made at like 90 BPM. You know what I did? I was like, and that was when I was using free. Like I just, uh, yes, I actually just sped them. <laughs> yeah, I pitched them up to like 132, 133, something like that, 134. And they ended up just being some really weird tracks. <laughs> he loved them. And I was like, all right. So and then it got pressed, and then I did another one for him, like up like a year later, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and called Inner Versions, and that one. And many did both those records did really well. And, uh, man, I'm just I don't know. I just 
been doing a lot of uh, digital stuff. I've done a lot of remixing, especially lately. Um, I just did a did some remix for Terminus Audio for DJ Dexter's. Uh, I did um, uh, some stuff on Hexagram Records for HD Substance and Electrable. And actually, did just put out my uh, EP on Hexagram. On, on on what label? Hexagram. I think it's a uh, Spain out of Spain, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, the Hammer of Dawn. You probably saw that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's. Uh, You're posting a lot, you guys. You and Kevin. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And then I got the UKR. My hundred. It's like a. I guess it's like um, one number one fifty release. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I had done one for for them before. And uh, it was like number one for a long time on that label uh, for sales. And then I just did this one, which comes out tomorrow, called Arcane Notation on UKR. So, and it seems to be doing pretty well with the, you know, the all the uh, reviews I got on it. So, uh huh. Um, with all these, with so many releases on these quite diverse labels. Um, which one of them <laughs> has has been keeping you busy? Most busy, shall I say? You know what? I don't know. I mean, I get I get stuff from everywhere. <laughs> you know, it's like I've done I've done so I've been on so many labels. I don't, I can't even name them all. <laughs> you know that I've done stuff for. I've done stuff out of like I think the craziest label I did something from was a label in India. I did a remix. It was weird. I was like. Uh, but that was like the probably like one of the craziest things. Do you uh, feel that releasing on so many different labels is a good thing? Is has it hasn't hasn't been a negative thing? I mean, it's well, it's just tracks, you know. People play them. Cool. Mm -hmm. Are are these EPs or only tracks? And and re a lot of times it's just remixes. Okay. And, but then, but you know, I have done a lot of EPs too. But, because yeah. it seems like after so many different releases on different labels that you would find a have a home base label that uh, you can work consistently for it seems like how do you release on so many different labels are there different concepts for each one of these labels or are you just straight up techno it doesn't matter it doesn't matter I just okay. do it you know if they like it cool take it <laughs> you know put it out i mean you say your your um experiences or influences from industrial metal hardcore mm -hmm. punk why not do different styles of music I, well it's funny i actually uh started doing a uh, another project called kukri and it's industrial techno it's actually going to be really experimental though i'm going to do a lot of crazy stuff you know break, broken beat stuff stuff noisy <laughs> just really abrupt i've actually put out my i put out an ep already on my label uh, it's just for my own stuff detect and uh i don't know i don't know if, if anybody's really paying attention to it or not <laughs> it's really got a crazy stuff i don't know yeah i mean yeah, i was i was listening to you name off all these labels and i was saying to myself whoa that's really a lot of different labels. Yeah, it is. I mean, there, dude. You, you, if you look back, you'll just be like, "Wow, you put out so many different labels." I mean, that's just there's like so many more that I even named off. But he doesn't have a residency. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. That's that that's really pretty amazing. Um, that um, you're not traveling the world after all these releases um i know that you just had made a trip to europe was that your first trip that yep, was my first time yep uh -huh. uh, and how did that take place and why uh, a guy hit me up he was like michael his name was michael and he was running uh, the crew uh i guess it was a production company called uh, natural selections 
you know and it's funny i've actually like had to say no a couple of times to like going over there because it was just too soon i just didn't have the funds or anything to do that so i didn't do it and this time i was like he asked me if i was going to be in europe and i said man i was like i might as well just do this because i haven't you know it's time i need to start trying to go and uh, make this happen so yeah i went and it was fun i beat on the kids I think I kind of shocked them because I was really, I played pretty fast. <laughs> well, you played like 140. Yeah, yeah. You and uh, you and Kevin. <laughs> yeah, we bang on them. It's, uh, it's fun. It's just, you know, I don't know, it's just kind of my homage to the old school, like the 90s, man. That's how it used to be done all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that 140, 145, really fast, hard stuff. Do you foresee this music at 140? Your future, you, you I mean, yeah, it keeps yeah. you. It keeps you pretty much isolated, doesn't it? It, does. it puts you in a different. I don't know. It puts you in a different category, I guess. I mean, yeah, I do stuff that's slower sometimes, though. Just, just because I think I, I, I don't. I can't just beat on people constantly. <laughs> you know, I could, but. I choose not to. I like to like do other stuff too. So I'm are trying they, to work. Are there any labels that you've released on that uh, force you to be a little bit more melodic? Yeah, I have done some little more melodic things. Actually, recently I just did some stuff for some guys. I can't even remember what labels they were on. They were like wanted me to do like some various artist thing, and I sent them some stuff that was a little bit slower, funky, you know. I like to do that stuff, you know, like, it's funny, like when I did the Metroplex release, that, that was made specifically for Metroplex. Uh-huh. I've never made another tracks that sound like that at all. <laughs> you know, that record did good, like everyone has that record. Would you like to? Yeah, I would actually like to do another, uh, I actually like to do another record for Metroplex at some point. If, if that record did so well, why haven't you released more music like this I don't know just like to do whatever you know whatever I feel musically I I know one track (laughs) that I really 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 enjoy and that's the remix you did for DJ Stingray the master of electro oh man you know what that wasn't (laughs) great that was for uh, Boris of Brenecki and he was doing and it was for a um, a, re- a remix uh, contest or whatever. And I was, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and try something. You know, it's funny. And I just, you know, I met up with Sherrod in Berlin. Okay. And he was playing some Electra, and I was like, it kind of got stuck in my brain. So mm-hmm. I decided, you know, I was like, you know, I'm trying to make an Electra track out <laughs> of this remix. So that's what happened. <laughs> Madness. <laughs> <laughs> You have uh, established yourself as a DJ and an artist. How would you define your sound and your description as an artist? Man, I don't know. I just I, mean, I try to do what I like. You know, it's not really for anybody else, really. I and mean, it's cool that they like it, and I appreciate it. And I'm glad I got fans. <laughs> I think it's amazing. Um, my, you know, my style is pretty funky, you know, very funky, really dark. It's actually gone pretty hard, very kind of industrial sounding now, mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's been like, I don't know, just my feeling towards, you know, what's going on, you know, especially in the United States right now. It's just, it's, I guess it's calling for some hardness. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, the state of the United of my country is ridiculous. But <laughs> so, yeah. uh, let's talk about the collaboration between Plural and Kevin Kennedy. Oh, the Fallen! Yeah, the Fallen. The Fallen. Uh, Tell me about the Fallen. You know, it's funny. I when I moved to Columbus, like I knew Kevin for a long time. I knew him in the '90s. You know, we used to book him. Kind of dating, you know, 
we knew each other for a long time. And then I called him one day when I moved here because I took a job in Columbus, you know, just to get out of Dayton because I was it just, I just need to get out of there. And uh, I took this job and I called Kevin. I was like, hey man, I just moved here. You want to hang out? He's like, yeah, man, come over. So it was funny, like the first day, like we hung out, we ended up making, making some tracks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I need to think of a name for this. You know, this is kind of cool. It's, it's working, you know. So I came up with The Fallen. And uh, then we just kept making tracks and kept doing stuff. And we finally did some live, you know, performances. And, and it just kind of went from there. It just worked so well. It's effortless, you know. Wow. Work. I mean, you. from what I've gathered, you two are at the right speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, the uh, right, you're at the right speed, right? He's, and, uh, he's very talented Kevin, and versatile. Kevin's, yeah, he really is. This dude's amazing. Um, I don't know if I can do that with anyone else besides him. You know, he's just we just work, man. When we get together, we don't practice. <laughs> There's no practicing. When we do the calling stuff, we go in and then we don't know what each other has. Mm-hmm. I usually run the drums and the main hook, mm-hmm. and I do the bass lines sometimes, and then he does all the sample destruction and crazy stuff. Hey, he just he fills it up, you know. He makes the atmosphere. Right. It just turns into something totally like insane. <laughs> wow. How long are your hooks normally? Uh, Sixteen know. bars, pretty good bars. Probably about four. Maybe four eight. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes too. <laughs> and are you two playing together a lot in the states? You know, we used to. We haven't in a while. We need to actually get back on that. Uh, we haven't played a Fallen show in probably over a year. And why is this? I don't know. We just haven't. We've been kind of just been doing our solo thing a lot lately, and we actually did. Uh, we do have a record coming out on uh, DMT, uh, Not Weed. Okay. Ah, great. That's uh, uh, yeah. uh, Felipe, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. We have some tracks, and he was like pretty excited about it. So uh, I'm looking forward to that release. We've been wanting to do that for a while, have our own EP. You know, we did a various artists with Philippe uh, a year ago. It did pretty well. That's cool. He was on the show as well. What mm. else? What else you got? cooking man i i have like a lot of like uh various artist things that are okay. coming up mm-hmm. and uh, plus i'm plus i'm working on new music always and, um they'll probably you'll probably see some more eps of mine coming somewhere <laughs> you know at some point are you guys doing your own mastering as well and mixing are you from for our own labels yes and sometimes kevin does re- he does mastering for other labels like Northern Parallel, which is another label. I'm actually gonna oh, do a. Okay. I'm actually gonna do an EP for them too. He's been doing like a lot. He's really good at mastering. I'm I'm just kind of okay with it, you know. I do wow, it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I do okay just to master my stuff to play, you know. Maybe if I do. Yeah. yeah talk to Kevin if he wants to master. He's mastering in the box, or. Yeah, he's he's really good. Is music your main source? Of income, or are you also a CEO of your own company? <laughs> Man, I wish, I wish I could like just do music. You know, that's that's always the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I actually, uh, I am a screen printer. I'm a manager uh, of a screen printing company. You know, we print for, you know, we just print like homage, and we did Abercrombie stuff for a while. Oh, great! Yeah, uh, that that keeps me uh, in the gear here. <laughs> you can also provide yourself with some merch. If I was traveling the world more, that would be fun and all. But, you know, it's just not how it's happening right now. But hopefully, eventually, I'll get to do a little bit more of that and uh, make a little more money. And maybe I can chill out on this screen printing stuff. <laughs> what is the world like without music for Mr. James Johnson? Anything else you enjoy besides music? Yeah, you know, I uh, I was a martial artist. I still am. I actually uh, used to teach uh, 
Filipino martial arts. That was like my life for the longest time, man. That's all I did. You know? And I got into music. And uh, yeah, I mean, I like, I spent a lot of time just chilling out, man, just trying to get my head together. Music is just a thing that keeps me from going insane. <laughs> so that's why you see a lot of my, my output kind of picks up. You know, sometimes I take breaks from it because I need to, but sometimes I just can't. You know, I need, I need to get it out. It was just like with that remix I did, you know, that Electro remix. It was just something that was stuck in my head and I had to just to get it out. <laughs> but I love music, you know. Love music. I love all kinds of music, so I listen to all kinds. And your family, what do they think about this sound? I don't know. I think, I think they, they understand, they hear it, and they think, oh, you're pretty good, son. You know, my dad, you know, my mom, yeah. They're supportive. <laughs> I don't know if they quite understand it, but. <laughs> right. They're, they're really supportive of it. And all, and, uh, well, my family thought I was crazy. Yeah. And from here, I was playing hip hop, and then I fell in love with the house, and then it went to techno, then it went to drum and bass, then it went to <laughs> trance, <laughs> then it went to goa, then it went back to the techno, back down the house. But it's great that you've had these different influences. I guess it really opens your mind, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, Ohioans, Colombians, and uh, America in general can be quite close-minded, right? Right. That's totally true. That was the I reason was... for my disappearance from from the States. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I um... really felt like I had more in me, and there was just i was just so curious about uh different creatives and and i learned this from the records and the music that i was buying so yeah it's kind of inspiring to talk to you because there's very uh, little next to none that i've interviewed and that have been on the show that their influences have influences have been industrial metal <laughs> hardcore punk yeah i still listen to all that stuff on like the same level as hip hop, uh, drum and bass, Detroit, Chicago, <laughs> and yep. European techno. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. Like my, if you if you're like at my car listening to music, you hear like everything from dark wave to grindcore to some metal like Slayer, <laughs> all kind of stuff. <laughs> it would just all be like. Wu Tang, you know, just it was mm-hmm. all jumping around like all different kinds of music, like all the time. It's, it's funny. Some people are just like, man, that just changed drastically. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I like it like that. I like to listen to all kinds of stuff. It's not like out of the norm for me because most people want like at the flow, you know, they want to like this just hip hop and, and, and I like to hear all kind of stuff, you know, at once. <laughs> <laughs> That brings me to the question of your live, exclusive, live uh, act for the Decisive Podcast special today. Can you tell me your inspiration in making this for man, us that today? Was, that was for you, Roberto. That was it, man. That was for you. I did that for you because you've been trying to get me to do this forever. And I was like, man, I got to make something special. You know, it's got to be funky. So I did the damn thing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm very excited to have Plural on the program. It's been a long time coming in. With that said, we're going to listen in to his uh, live performance that's exclusively created for you. So I hope you enjoy it. And brother, it's great to have you on the show finally. And I hope you keep coming back so we can um, continue on to see where your progress has come. Um yeah. Kevin's coming back and uh, I'd really like to have you back on and and I really appreciate you being here with us today. Oh man, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show, man. It's been a long time. <laughs> I've, been, I've been needing to do this for you, man. I'm like, I felt bad. I'm like, damn, man, I gotta get, I gotta get on this show because Roberto's been trying to get me on this for like three or four years and I've been like, <laughs> ducking and dodging trying to get it. It's well appreciated, and um, I look forward to the release of this um, electro. Man, I hope. Oh no, man! Hopefully, I win. (laughs) I get some cool stuff if I win. (laughs) It's it's a competition, man. I guess you get some, you know, like complete or something. Complete. One of the complete things you get a a machine controllers. I don't know. I just did. Yeah, but I got all the stuff. I got machine MK3. 
I love machine. Machine's great. I've watched you use it. Amazingly, <laughs> amazingly done. Thank you again right, for Thanks being on the show. I appreciate it. With that said, everybody, thank you for joining us here for the Decisive Podcast Series. Special, that is. Special because Plural has performed this particular music set live from his studio. So you won't hear any place else. If you want to hear this mix without the interview, please go to the SoundCloud page, Roberto Ingram. And then also go to our Facebook page. There you will find all information about what's happening with us and our crew. Next Friday, December the 21st, we're back with Decisive Radio Show on Radio 80,000. There with the crew, Daniel and Jack Master Rob and Gorgeous George. We have a Christmas special for you. Happy holidays to everybody. And now, don't forget to grab yourself a Decisive t-shirt with a special bag that goes along with it. You can just PM us, George, myself, Rob on Facebook and you can get your t-shirt we will be giving away a t-shirt also for the radio show so make sure you go there from 8 till 11 every third Friday of the month with that said plural getting ready to get pounded by my man Jack and Raw Upfront Techno now <laughs>